Hey, it's the Spark of Madness. I'm Would you look at that? Matt. The camera got moved. I'll fix that no, no, in no, a no, moment. No, 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 don't. Let's just do this. Go back to Matt. Go back to Matt. Let's just do this. I'm Matt. Or I'm Ben. That's Matt. We'll just do this the whole time. Uh, there. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, we're both on screen. We're the same okay, all yeah. off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fix your camera momentarily. But, all, uh, right, all right. Continue. All right. Uh, yeah, so... Um, what what episode did we do last week? We did The Lion King last week. So forgettable. Uh, did you end up seeing it? Not yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see if your four rating. Dodge we... a bullet on that one. <laughs> you know, I I haven't stopped thinking about it since last week. From the day you arrived on the planet, Matt hasn't stopped thinking about The Lion King. There you go. Every night he went to bed, he didn't have a friend. Instead, he watched the Lion, the Lion King. <laughs> the Lion King is the movie Matt loves. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. I think we need to rewrite this lyric. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, this week we kind of we uh, we we played around with maybe doing a Quentin Tarantino movie, but then we just defaulted to what seems like a good one, good one on Netflix, and yeah, that. Uh, that uh, from then emerged Taxi Driver, uh, which we were doing. What what year did it come out? Nineteen seventy six. Six. Yeah. Magic. Uh, which uh, I'm gonna stall just for a minute until Aaron can there get back go. to the con- controls. Beautiful. Um, Aren't he lovely? But Aren't bef- he beautiful? Before you go, Ben, uh, Aaron, you kind of chose this one from the bunch. Uh, had you not seen it before? Never ever. I always wanted to. Me okay. neither. You'd never seen it? No, it's the first time I saw it too. Oh, the awesome. same, I'm the same boat as Aaron. Oh, cool. I'd seen it one time a, a while ago. And do you think you're better than us, Matt? I do. Well, okay, he's that probably go, right. That goes without he's saying. Right. Uh, but for people who haven't seen this movie, Ben, why don't you give? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you give him? A, <laughs> Ooh, I, well, that was good. Oh, the description tastes like cheese. Mm, grilled cheese. <laughs> you ready? Someday a rain's gonna yeah, wipe sure, the scum I'm, like you from this. I'm ready. Then. Taxi Driver is a 1976 American neo-noir psychological thriller film directed by Martin Scorsese and his eyebrows, written by (laughs) Paul Schrader, and starring Robert De Niro, a young, young, young Jodie Foster, Sybil Shepard, and Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel. Set in a decaying and morally bankrupt New York City following the Vietnam War, the film tells the story of a lonely veteran working as a taxi driver, who descends into insanity as he plots to assassinate both the presidential candidate for whom the woman he is infatuated with works for and the pimp of an underage prostitute he befriends. A critical and commercial success upon release and nominated for Academy Awards, including for Best Picture, Best Actor, and Best Supporting Actress. It is regularly it is regularly. That's a hard one for a lot of voice actors to say. Regularly? It's regularly. Rigorously. Cited, it's cited a lot as one of the most. <laughs> it, it's cited a lot as one of the, the greatest films of all time. I did so good. Why did you have to put the word regularly? I'm going to include it every time now. Mother. You put in that ridiculously regularly word in there. It's going to be regularly featured every week. You forgot one good actor in there. Who'd I forget? Albert Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. Finding Nemo's dad. 
His name is not Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Finding Nemo's dad. Uh, Flounder, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that guy that I love. No, it's Clownfish. What's his name? Uh, I don't remember. Marlin. Marlin. Yeah. Marlin. Flounder's the, the, Flounder's the, the fish little mermaid. Jeez. <laughs> Speaking of That's the Little Mermaid's dad. Is We're clowning. a movie podcast. Yeah. Uh, all right. So t- <laughs> How could you forget Albert Brooks? And How could you forget Chloe? Marlon? You guys always get mad at me for keeping these too long. And so I deleted like four, half of the actors' names. I just went with the first and four. And Peter Boyle. I, yes, I know I Peter only Boyle. always sometimes get mad at you for doing I that. I know. Well, next time I'll know that if Finding Nemo's dad is in the credits, I'm going to keep him in. <laughs> <laughs> Special and, note. And Richard Higgs, the tall Secret Service agent. Yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> just going through the IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Bill Minkin, Tom's assistant. <laughs> yeah. What about uncredited? Hold on, we'll get there. (laughs) Joe Spino, personal officer. All right. (laughs) So the taxi driver. Um, What did you? Okay, so you're missing one important actor in there. That that did you? What did you think of Martin Scorsese's part in it? It was a little tense. It was. uh, I thought it was. You know. Having talked just talked about Quentin Tarantino and how he inserts himself a lot, I thought his scene was great. Actually. He's so young. I thought it was awesome. He's I so thought he was quirky little. and weird and yeah, uh, like intense, really intense. I wonder what Orson Welles would think about him. Before the podcast. did you guys listen to that? <laughs> no, nobody saw that. that part. All right, so this movie it starts. So this is Robert De Niro, uh, <laughs> second movie. This is after Godfather 2, right? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, right? What year was Godfather 2? I will I would look it up, Matt. This is bam, his second bam. movie with Scorsese. I remember looking at that and I think he's playing like a 26-year-old guy and I think he was 33. No, Godfather 2 is before this. Haha. Ah, 74. Nice. Very good. Um but the movie starts off with him Antonio getting Mimini. his job as a cab driver. Uh you see him Basically, see Civil Shepherd who plays Betsy. Betsy, yeah. Uh, Hold on, I'm gonna call out that first shot where he the the car pulls in out of the smoke. Yeah, that and he really comes as if from nowhere. Ultra noir, yeah. Yes, very good. Uh, and then it, um, and then you get introduced to the political campaign and all of that, which kind of spirals out from there. Uh, when you guys, having not seen this movie. How it started? Did you expect it to go where it did towards the end? I kind of know it was going to go. I mean, there everybody kind of knows what the movie is about. People spoiled yeah. it yeah. years ago. I didn't know much, but I knew enough to know. The I didn't know he's going to try to assassinate the presidential candidate. Yeah, yeah, Palantino. Yeah, in which he was. It's like, and he was only doing it because he's just mad at that girl. What was he? Why was he doing it? What was <sighs> the reason? movie never really spells so it out explicitly. I, and this is, yeah, the the. That's, I think, one of the better parts about it is he goes crazy. And I thought they did a good job setting up that he's going crazy. I thought that part was pretty clear. I didn't necessarily tie it to the Vietnam War, but I guess you could. Uh, I think he's just going nuts with this uh, uh, religious kind of fervor of, you know, he keeps saying, like, you're going to go to hell just like everybody else. And he keeps thinking that everything's so gross. I I don't know. I I think he was thinking that this would be like a cleansing thing of like I'm going to kill this politician and people are going to realize that I'm right about stuff. Call I don't me know. crazy, but it struck me as the the way I saw it, it was almost uh, a random act because he wanted to do something, like he was saying. Hmm. 
That's true. Yeah, he did say that at one. Like he keeps having all these violent. He kept He's having got some all these bad violent thoughts, thoughts, man. Yeah, yeah. These violent delights have violent ends. That was beautiful. Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what was? Um, yes. I lost my train. He's of a prophet and a. He's a contradict. He, they say out. She calls. She he references a, he, the song about how he's a contradiction, he has, basically. So, like the fact that it may not necessarily line up is well. What's interesting with him? He's so effed up and bizarre. Mm -hmm. In that case, obviously. But even he has standards, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he when he was talking to. Uh, you know, Jodie Foster's character felt like he's like normal. He's like the dad. Yeah, he was a like good, a dad. Like, good, you like, shouldn't be here. You do that? Do yeah. That? But he, yeah, he's going to porn films and, you know, he's just like, he's just messed up and he's killing people. But like, but like, you know. It was really interesting what he, what they did with, uh, the female characters in the movie like there's not very many but like there's jodie foster who represents and how he interacts with her is totally different then there's the woman cheating on the, the, martin scorsese's yeah uh in the cab then there's Sybil Shet, who he's like constantly yeah. tracking down and it thinks it's okay to take to a porn theater had, like it's yeah, very interesting no those, each of those characters well it's funny because he had no idea of music or anything like that he was very socially like he seems very repressed. Awkward. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is all, and he and he thought, and he mimics whatever it is around him. He's like, oh, I guess people like this. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And he takes her, and he had no idea. And he's just socially off, and I think she picked up upon that. And like, I don't. Know, what am I doing? I I wonder if like at the time the Vietnam War part connected more. I Probably. don't know. Yeah, it would have just been odd. Because like, you, oh, because, that's obviously yeah. what you're kind of referencing. Yeah. Well, you have to consider, uh, Matt, that uh, he could be an unreliable narrator and he wasn't in Vietnam at all. Yeah. That's true. That uh, Have you guys heard about the ending? We could skip to the ending if you want. Sure, let's talk about the ending. So Four, four out of five stars. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, so no. this we could talk about the middle. But Two thumbs way up. Spiral, <laughs> spiral, spiral, spirals. He ends up Killing Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel, who plays uh, the pimp of, and he's got literally hair. twelve year old Jodie Foster. Like mm -hmm. Harvey Keitel's hair is awesome. He's very he's before <laughs> balding. Very Tommy Wiseau look to him. Yeah, <laughs> he did, one. but I didn't. I don't like young. I did Harvey not pimp Keitel. her. <laughs> that's what. That's, that's what. It's, that's what it felt like. I did not pimp her. <laughs> oh my god, that was so good. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I did not. I did, I, I did not pimper. Oh, oh, hi there. But yeah, so he, there's this huge, really bloody shootout as he hi, tries Robert. to go in and Especially save for the time. Jodie Foster. Yeah, and who is just sitting there? Please stop killing people. And he's like just. I read that the that Scorsese had to like recolor grade that those shots to make the blood less realistic to avoid an X rating. Right. Yep. Mm. Um, <laughs> but then after that, in one of the I thought the better moments of the movie, decision the right from Paul Schrader's standpoint was that uh, he's considered a hero after that, even mm. though he's driven by madness mm. all the way up that's to this what, point. That's why I disagree with you. I think they should have. It's fine they considered a hero, but I think he should have just died. I think that's funny that you should say it that. He should have ended just dying. You think so? Yeah, because because it's not. Because it would be so more depressing. And, 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 it, and I felt better after that he survived. Just like, oh, that's great. But I'm thinking in my mind, it would have been a better movie if he died because 
Like what the fuck? Yeah. You ben, know, what you may you may yeah. just have gotten your wish. Because there is a small segment of people out there who believe Exa- that the yeah. denouement this is, is all in his mind as he's dying. Yep. That oh. that he's actually dead going forward, and he's just imagining. Or it, it, yeah. Because it makes sense. Because like it, it was just too it's like a dream it, was, it was too it was too, like, too perfect. It was too wrapped up in a bow. Yeah. Plus, as the dad reading that letter out loud was so poorly read. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Everything's back to thank normal. Thank you, you for bringing back our daughter. Everything's back to normal, yeah. you know. I want to thank you for to have bringing back my daughter. Well, and the tipping, the and tip until off. Until day. The, the quick part that people are saying is a tip off, which uh, is at the very last shot is him, like, looking in his rear view mirror, and he, like, you, he sees something, and then it goes into the credits really quickly. It's really fast. But it's it's there, like he sees something. Well, no, what tipped now, me off was how the camera is sort of spiraling up above him as as he's laying there in in the pool of blood, almost like the spirit leaving his body. Yeah, and then it walks out. Yeah. I actually don't think it's. I think it. it the ending is all literal. It's mm. just that he. Uh, what does Martin Scorsese think? He. I read that he does not know. The writer though Good said. You, the writer said that it was. It was literal. You know what? It could be the whole. Um, we know, but Rid- we're not telling. It could be the whole Ridley Scott thing that people make up these theories of, like, like Blade Runner is like, uh, yeah, sure, yeah, why that's not? That's exactly what I. That's meant. what I was thinking. And then, uh, then Harrison Ford's like, no, that's <laughs> not at all true. He's not a replicant. I like the ambi- the gray area ambiguity of how people interpreted <laughs> this his whole actions. movie was was gray. Area. I loved that, and then I loved that. It, see the way I interpreted I just him. I like the product pr- placement for Wonder Bread. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the the way I interpreted him looking in the mirror was that, you know, after he's been deemed a hero and Sybil Shepherd comes up and like is seems to be interested in caring about him, all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I'm going to be the good guy and drive away. Driving then the he sunset, looks, like the then he looks in western. The, and then he looks into the mirror and it's like it makes that weird face. It's almost like, is he going to be? Uh, Psychopath again? Like you never he and that's what I liked is that he's always on edge is as like, a person. Is it like the top in Inception? <laughs> did it did so it, deep. Did it did, did it, it wobble? Did it wobble? Oh. Weeble? You, you know what? This whole movie I I enjoyed the presentation because it presents it in such a a neutral fashion and doesn't tell you what to think about what's going on. Shut up, Aaron. <laughs> Fine, like no, this movie, no, Aaron. No, no, I, I think that's a really good. I point. just hate when movies try to tell me how to think. Hey, Aaron, let me think on my own. Ready? Mm. Open up, open up, oh. Spoon feeding. Here you go. Here, think this. Mm-hmm. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. He's dead. That was the dream sequence. Go away, go away. We're doing a show here. <laughs> See what I really like the fourth wall when you it doesn't tell you what to think, but it also I think it does that by just relying on the world to exist as it is and the characters to just uh, like it didn't rely on flashbacks and stuff like that. Right. It just was purely Robert De Niro, basically, Mm -hmm. to like communicate all of this stuff. And it just goes to show how good he is at like just nuanced. Like, I also think Robert nuts. De Niro is just weird in real life, so he probably channeled a lot of Robert De Niro. <laughs> All these, the act, there's a <laughs> lot you of. Seen him in interviews? Yeah, yeah. He's he's not a good interviewer. Like no. they'll ask him a question, be like, "Hey, did you uh, did you enjoy wearing this thing?" And he'll be like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> what do you think about the human spirit? I think it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. 
<laughs> I enjoyed it. The human spirit. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's so many of these, like... You know what? We should make a liquor called the human spirit. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> Enjoyable till it leaves your body. I also yeah. want to make a Christmas carol spoof. He was visited by three spirits. Tequila... Gin. Gin, gin and vodka. <laughs> it goes to Christmas past. It goes yeah, Christmas. Yeah. You gotta find the right spirits for and the And tequila's right. the kooky fun one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> Where were we, man? Uh, I was thinking about tequila. And maybe it was a choice on the actor. Maybe it was Scorsese or whatever. I don't know. Or he's just weird. But there were so many scenes where De Niro's just kind of like catatonically looking off into the distance and like another person saying their line and trying to talk to him and he's just like kind of staring at them and there's these long uncomfortable pauses that they just leave all in there and then somebody's just eventually like hey so what what do you think of that man what do, what do you think about like, that I thought it was good and then he finally <laughs> says something and it's like he just it, i don't I, do you know it you know what created an uneasy moment do you know what didn't work though and it worked with the campaign people and him because he was definitely weird to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but with the other cabbies who were actually normal, mm-hmm. they Ish. didn't think he was weird. They didn't. No. They well, they they looked like they were being standoffish with him sometimes, but they looked like they were trying to include him at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that the um, the scene in the um, the little mart. That was a rough scene. Oh, the bodega the, with the robber. Yeah, talking, and he shoots the robber. Wow, that was brutal. Yeah, mm-hmm. right in the face. He didn't shoot him in the face. He shot him in like the the chest area. Okay, yeah. I, I thought it was the face. No, I liked the all face. the uh, the uh, um, nuances and and little things. I liked the uh, story, the character arc that he went I liked through. The over the Bizod scene. <laughs> uh, there's obviously a three act structure and. Uh, all the um. Uh, if you'd watch the movie, you'd realize it has a five X structure. Oh shit! I didn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say I liked. Uh, I liked when he went into. So there was a movie. It was written, it out. It was written by Paul Schrader, and it uh, this last year called First Reform, with uh, and it was about. Um, oh gosh, what's the actor's name? He's from. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to think of it. Uh huh. Uh, basically, it's about a pastor who goes crazy, and it's actually about the environment. He goes, he gets like radicalized about the environment, but oh. then he becomes a terrorist, oh, like perfect. to defend the environment. And it was it was ridiculous and crazy. Did, did, so did, it came is, out last year. Is there a scene where a lumberjack just going to work? <laughs> he gets murdered. <laughs> there is a dream sequence with like really weird <laughs> pollution and stuff. And the lumberjack doesn't even get to sing his fun little song. <laughs> yeah. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. <laughs> and I'm oh. You killed a lumberjack. I'm a lumberjack and I am. What was dead. his name? Jack. Oh no! <laughs> you killed a lumberjack named Jack. It was so fortuitous. That's what exactly his, what, what happened. What was his favorite uh, breakfast food? Flapjacks. <laughs> Keep going. I think it's gonna get funnier. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> max it I think out. Max something. it out. <laughs> <laughs> what was he really good at? Everything. He Jumping was a jack jacks. Of all <laughs> Jumping jacks, maybe. Jack of all. What was his favorite fast food chain? (laughs) Jack in a box. Thank you. (laughs) What kind of pizza did he like? Jack's pizza. Cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Matt, what one interesting thing about this movie? What was his favorite game? Jack's. (laughs) 
Sound it out with me on the nose. Who was his favorite character in Mortal Kombat? <laughs> Jax! Please stop. Please stop. Hey, hey, little Jimmy, what was your favorite episode of Spark of Madness? <laughs> I like the one where Ben talks about Jax for a long time. What was his favorite movie? Jaxy Driver. <laughs> ah, we're done. I'm gonna mute you now. Matt, Matt, Matt. <laughs> Excuse me, throat's dry. Matt. Yeah. What I came away with on his <laughs> his descent into madness is it's it just Who, seemed my, to me minor or uh, Robert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> it just seemed to me that if if he if it was to be believed that he wasn't sleeping well, that'll that'll do it to you. That'll make you space out and all that. I, mm-hmm. I, he never seemed that crazy to me. He just always seemed kind of off. Yeah. Yes. Well, and the what I liked was. The tipping, like the things that were going on around him, were so subtle. The things that were bothering him, but you always knew there were just everything yeah. about his environment was like making him uncomfortable. And then once he saw Jodie Foster, like being dragged out of his cab, he got a purpose. That's when it was like, whoa. Well, what, and then what, what, that's what, was, what kicked he, it he off. He had a purpose. He didn't yeah. have. He was just so depressed. But then he had a purpose. Yeah. And he really listened to the senators. Or the senator's words, but he, yep. he wanted to kill the senator. Like that, that, that was weird to me. A lot well, of misplaced. It felt uh, like feelings. Uh, yeah, it that to me just screamed of being a psycho. Like I don't know. Like we have to take responsibility because I am one of the people he's talking about, and we are the people that'll do something. Maybe it's like it's like a whole John Lennon thing when he's so obsessed with this guy. Yeah, he likes him, well, but he kills him. Anyway. You know, literally the guy who tried to shoot Ronald Reagan. References this movie, right? Oh my, yeah, and he was obsessed with. And I think Foster. this movie's script was influenced by another such incident. Ooh. She's gay. Ooh. Misguided. You ever seen that movie with her and um, Peter Skarsgård? Is it Peter Skarsgård? Who for what? Flight Plan. No, we should watch it. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's, I think she's in the original Escape to Witch, Witch Mountain. Jodie Foster. Not familiar. Mm. What was the? Um, do you guys? Can you guys help me with the it, scene where he? Uh, what? This was the only one that really confused me. Was him watching that like TV show where people were dancing or something? Yeah, and then he kicks the TV over. And he kicks it over. Yeah. What was that? Was that that to me was just kind of part of this loose that like was issue him. of him wanting to have like a romantic relationship and he couldn't well, get close to people. Well, to me, uh, the TV represented. Society. Society. No, I don't. I have no idea. That well, was I, him. I, it's. It seemed like it was metaphorical for his finally going over the edge. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that could just be a surface. That level was the take. one. It kind of among all of the things. You know what's better, Matt? Time. If up they had it. a fishbowl and they had a fish in it, and he kicked the fishbowl over, and they filmed it in slow motion. That would have yeah, been, that a really been really good. good mm-hmm. Really good. And then it's all about people leaving notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who would come up with that? Nobody Only a genius. A genius would. Nobody cares. It's about my descent into madness. That <laughs> stupid short. Uh, you know what's really good? Making a joke that only two people get. <laughs> I'm here too. <laughs> Go watch our PageRage short. Two people. How about that? Yeah. Two people. You um, get it and, and then get it. All right. Before we get, I'm making the joke. The I joker is, is is there just know, as much I, as the jokey. But I already get it. Fine. Did uh for you two did the the right. did the famous scenes that everyone talks about with Taxi Driver live up to it? The did, mirror did scene didn't do it for me. It's kind of like yeah, I guess it's kind of cool. Yeah, the mirror scene I've seen so many things, and now I finally see it in context. It's like yeah, it's a good scene. Nah, it's fine. Really? Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. 
good. It's good. It's yeah, cool that it was improvised. improvised. Yeah. Jo- uh, Jinx. You're bringing the beer next time. <laughs> uh, I the first time I saw it, I thought it lived up to it because I I now, there's hold- something like authentic to him, like thinking through these scenarios that was like really like oh man, you're really thinking of a mo- these very specific moments where you want to shoot somebody. And it's funny he does them. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about the guy getting getting shot? Like obviously getting seeing him kill somebody, shooting his fingers off, and still uh, going after him. Wouldn't you fucking run? That guy was. That guy had a mission. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, don't you, I'm, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna you kill you. On me. I didn't mean. You know. I'm invincible. It, but he got shot in the throat. There's something. You mean? It, there were, it grazed him. There would also be something him. like really. Uh, if they had ended it with him just dying on the couch, that also was after this in- really intense shootout. Mm. And then he tried to shoot himself, and he fa- he yeah. kept failing, and then he just sat down. And well, you know, the ending, if it was literal... And then um, did the fake out. Also, the the, fake if shooting. the ending is literal, it does something else kind of cool, where it shows how uh, messed up and uncaring society is. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. He would have been in jail. Probably. Right? Well, the thing is, he is he think. he saved a girl from prostitution. That's true, but and he, he could have also. You could, but, but still, there's a vigilante, and well, they don't know the whole story. Yeah. We don't know because he was in a coma for a while, so he could have been in jail and served his sentence. Well, they don't even know what how he could it have happened. been in self defense. He could have been in. <laughs> he saw obvious danger. I don't know. Yeah, yeah they could have. It's not like the cops were watching this movie. As the, it one of the news clippings was like, "These are like notorious gangsters that he killed so right. I, I don't know they're not very good da- gangsters they stand on a door the whole time and yeah. hey, well, what supposedly you want? What you they have cover hanging around Harvey Keitel spent a lot of time wiping his mouth he did yeah, he did. yeah just a lot maybe because he was really actually doing cocaine you Matt before I forget I you... do like the shot I do like that thing he, he throws a cigarette at I do like the thing and just like, it was like it was real yeah. like he just yeah, shoots him it was very real I like that yeah. Yeah. now that you pointed out uh, among the scenes that are that people talk about, no one told me about the scene where he's getting rejected over the phone, and the camera pans over to the hallway Ooh, so you don't yeah. see it. That's great. Yeah, that's, really good shot. That's yeah, very good. that's the kind of pain you don't want to well, see. That, yeah, and that's also very good of of without dialogue from the other end, you know what's happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. without the spoon feed, you know what's happening. That's the good use of show don't tell. That's, that's a, a more good use painful. Of cinema. Well, yeah, it's it, it sets up how painful it is because he gleefully shows a guy getting his fingers blown off, but he will not show you uh, Robert De Niro getting. Uh, so, what do you think of the whole shot with him looking at the boiled water or whatever it was? Uh, the seltzer water. Yeah, that I loved that shot. Well, what, do you, what do you think it, it represented? Because you just hear he, he's just solely focused on this thing while people are trying to talk to him, and it's just like this, almost like white noise hum that you could imagine is just going to go with him the rest alone of he is. It's just going to carry with him this weird yeah. like uneasy noise in his head. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved that. <laughs> they should do one of those Homer shots where it goes to his forehead and you <laughs> hear what he's thinking it's like bzzz. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all go to Kill the president. Kill the president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was definitely a loaded He's a Manchurian candidate. Movie, but what do you think of Martin Scorsese? I think he's an okay director. I think he's very good. I, I, I think, think he's, he's great. I think he's a good director. Um, he's not always good. I think he's a lover of film, which I love. You know, I love that. He, he but, did Hugo, right? Yes, he did. Yeah. And he also did, you know, he also did, just listening to him interviews, he, you can just tell how much he loves old films and influence the same way I am. 
um, my my movies. But um, watching younger, I watched a younger interview with him and Brian De Palma. I think it's Brian De Palma. I think his name is. And they are kind of arrogant about their their movies, you know. I'm sure, yeah. And especially when he was younger, but like, me. but and I, and I get it. I love the craft. I love like breaking down, like when we talked about Secret and him and stuff, and like how we love cinema. But but sometimes, you know, I, I, I it's the same thing. I watch all these interviews. I watch Orson Welles, and it's like Orson Welles, he he, yeah, you know, he say what you want about him, but he didn't, you know, didn't stroke one off on himself, you know. <laughs> Excellent. Wait, good, good way to put it. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. seriously, like he just—he was as larger than life, and a man who was an entertainer and sought a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I think he was kind of humble about it. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. filmmaking yeah, sure. and storytelling. Hey, Matt. Yes, I have a fun fact for you. Go ahead. Uh, Martin Scorsese uh, made another movie in 1999 called *Bringing Out the Dead*. Are you familiar with this movie? Me, no. Uh, yeah, it was uh, written by Paul Schrader, stars Nicolas Cage, and uh, John Goodman, yeah. It uh, is essentially the same movie with a different framing. <laughs> it's uh, What? Yeah, Nicolas Cage plays like a, a paramedic who drives in the, the, the EMT car, truck, whatever you want to call it, and he works the graveyard shift, he can't sleep, he's slowly going insane, and he wants to save Patricia Arquette from a bad situation. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, there's the thing. I was saying, the first Reformed movie that came out last year, Ethan Hawke was who I was trying to think of, who's the main oh, yeah. character. The beats are very similar. Like, it's maybe Paul Schrader just is trying to refine this idea over and over, but I feel like he got it right the first time with Taxi Driver. Like, I, so, I mean, when he's, when he's uh, cutting the edge, I don't know anything about assassinations. He, oh, Paul Having Schrader, never done one myself. Paul Schrader co-wrote Raging Bull. Oh, oh good. That's a good one, too. Um when he's when he's putting the when he's cutting the the edge of the bullet, why is he doing that? Maybe it means it'll break up upon impact. Yeah, that, isn't that it dangerous though? I that think that's it, the idea. Yeah, it would just cause more damage, I guess. But not dangerous doing that. I assume if he's to be believed on his Vietnam service, he knows how to do it. I can't. I read something about the Mohawk. The reason they even did the Mohawk was because more, more some marine stuff. Huh? It's. I think it's a marine thing. Isn't yeah, it? it's like. You always knew when in Vietnam that this group of people that they would shave their head to be a mohawk, like they were the killers. They were ready to go out on this mission where they were going to kill some people, and so that was like a symbol. Mm. So they, somebody on set said that there's a, that's what they, that's how they ended up there. Right. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that was part of it. It's just like a little detail you're going to add in that mm-hmm. is meaningful if you know what it is. But mm-hmm. in this case, you know what uh, I do like what Aaron. Um, observed about this movie and i think when you when you don't tell everything like spoon feed everything to the audience and you know be so literal and you know explain everything it does make the it does make the story and the characters for a, a larger world because your imagination uh and, and the mystery of things makes it feel bigger than showing and telling everything yeah what um <laughs> what did you guys think of the just as the last thing cuz you guys uh probably would have a bigger opinion about this than me but what did you think of the music Uh yeah. I didn't really notice it which is probably a good thing For Aaron yeah It's fine It's very jazzy um, Oh wait no I'm recalling I I saw this a few days ago but it's 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 coming screaming back to me now I love 
the the noir like saxophone yeah. playing all over the place. That's half the reason I love the Lethal Weapon movies. <laughs> <laughs> it did a good job with <laughs> the. <laughs> I liked it. I, yeah, I remember now. I like it. It's that. fine. It it, it uh, fit the movie. Set the mood. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine John Williams doing it? That'd be fun. Yeah. There'd be like a thousand saxophones. This movie lost to uh, Rocky for the Oscars that year, didn't it? Yeah, I think. I think that was probably a good decision. Yeah, I think Rocky's a better movie. Maybe just by a little bit. By a lot. Eh, it's pretty close for me. Yeah, Rocky's a better movie. I prefer Rocky, but eh, I could see it going either way. Rocky's a better Interesting. movie. Interesting. Oh, all right. Well, how would you rate? Let's go ahead and rate the movie then. All right. Uh, ben, you go first because you just put Rocky ahead of it. What, what, because it's interesting, I give it a 7.5. All right. 7.5. It's okay. not a bad movie, but sometimes I think it's a little bit pretentious. This movie? Part. Yeah. But, but it, it's presented mm-hmm. in such an unpretentious way. Hmm. What did Orson Welles say about Leon? <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't, you out there watching, if you haven't read... If you haven't watched our stuff before we even recorded... Well, that was before the show started, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woody Allen, uh, there's a great diatribe that uh, Orson Welles goes on about Woody Allen in an interview, and it's very funny. Go seek it out, read it. Yes. So one seven point five, Aaron, do you want to go? or? This, I think this movie's a solid eight. <laughs> very, yeah. very good. Yeah, and I can lean towards an eight too. I'm up at a, a I'm up at a, a nine actually. Hmm. I'm giving it a nine for the sure. Trend set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought. I think it's pretty dang good, I, especially when you think about all these other movies that he kept writing. Apparently, of somebody going crazy, like there's something. Was he in a, Vietnam? Paul Schrader. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't see. Um, I would imagine not. This I thought was an extremely well acted performance that like oh yes at no point do you have a, a lock on the morality of anything because it's all over the place mm-hmm. and that's what I like about it and they don't which is interesting they don't focus in on you know his, him being a taxi driver is just the backdrop mm-hmm. right you know I thought he was going he's going to go run all these different characters and stuff in this cab but just like yeah, that's one how it would be made today yeah well and it, I like I love so much about it that it's you think he has a mission and you're getting on his side some cuz he's the main character but like this movie isn't trying to make a a point about anything really it's yeah. just that it just is it just it like this is what a And what is the definition of is radical is. Is. <laughs> easy there bill clinton <laughs> is is your is or what is your you, ain't my constituent that depends on you what the word is that's pretty is. good bill clinton <laughs> thank good. you uh like, i have no I'm idea just missing a big mac <laughs> I do not. Okay, so we got nine, eight, seven point five. I don't know what movie we're doing next week. Um, Matt, do you want to nominate this for the Hall of Fame? I definitely would put it in. I'm not going to. Oh, well, it's right. out. I just want. Aaron, to what would you say? Gosh, I'm afraid to weigh in now. No, I don't think it's worthy. I think it's a legacy. It's not my favorite, but I I, I recognize it as so being what important. It, what is it? Two to one. It's out. There right? are three yeah, of us. It was out if, when once you said one, no. one person is one. That's the rule. We're not. It's not like it's unanimous. It's not, it has it's not, to be unanimous. It's not like uh, American Idol where you just get two votes and you're in. Nope, it's out. Yeah, yeah I think it's fair enough to to keep it unanimous. Yeah, and I think it's a good movie, but I just don't. Mm. It's not going to stick with you. No, that's okay. Oh, that's how I felt about uh, this what you stick did with me. You know what? You you denied me and Harry and the Hendersons. And yeah, I'm that was a big snub. Those. I gotta say, that was a big snub. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Uh, follow us on <laughs> our social media and uh, contribute to our Patreon. Uh, if you feel like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, at some point, we're going to have to put the August movie vote up. And if you're one of our patrons, you can right, uh, right. vote on which we're movie we're going to do. I don't know. We don't know. We don't yet. know. We have to decide. You have to follow and keep track. So uh, definitely uh, check us out. Until next week. Goodbye. Oh, I was thinking you were going to have something big. No, I am something big. <laughs> 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 you are the bootstrap. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>